0: Thank you for tuning in to this edition of King's Way Podcast from Pastor Sean. You are about to hear a message from a recent Sunday service. We consider it a privilege to be on a spiritual journey with you. So take a few moments with us and allow God to inspire you today.
1: Heavenly Father, we thank you for being called your children today, for being the sons and daughters for allowing you to love on us. Thank you, Father, for doing as much. We pray, Lord, that your word would speak to us this morning. We pray, Lord, that it would inspire us. We pray the creativity, Lord, would speak and hear and feel in different ways in each and every one of us. That, Lord, that we would create a new soundtrack in our minds, an anthem of love that you would rhythmically play over and over and over as a constant refrain that you love us. In Jesus' name I pray. And the church says... Amen. What is this service about today? Well, it's still February, and in February I wanted to preach about love. I picked February to talk about love for obvious reasons. And we've been talking about love before Valentine's Day, during Valentine's Day, after Valentine's Day. I wanted to take the whole month and sort of focus on it. But not how much we love Him. You see, because our love will fail. We've talked about this. Our love will let us down, often is the case. But I wanted to talk about how much God loves us. And we've looked at Peter and John. Peter, a man who, who loved God so much, and look where it got him. His love in the moment when he needed it most, failed him. At the end of the day, denying Jesus three times. And yet, there's John, on the other hand, who was so beloved that he knew it. And he knew how much God loved him. That on that same day, he was standing at the foot Of the cross, loving on Jesus' mother. Do you see feeling love from God is all the difference? Now, today I want to teach you the same point in yet a different way, hopefully, in an effort that you will remember it past this week. Today I want to remind you of your jam. Anybody have a jam? Some people are wondering. I'm not talking about that stuff you put on gluten free bread. I'm talking. That makes it taste good. Gluten-free bread otherwise is awful. No, this is my jam. This is when your song comes on the radio and you're just like, mm, "Turn that up." My son is four and he does that now, in the back seat. Turn it up, dad, when his song comes on. Everyone has a jam. Everyone has a song. And if you start dating a while, you know you even have your your song. They put it in quotes, right? That's our song. Um, and the jam is good. It makes us feel something inside when our song comes on, especially if we associate it with a moment in our life. But there's another type of song that's out there that's bigger than your jam. It's what I like to call the soundtrack. The soundtrack is the score. It's the notes. It's the music that goes along with an epic story, typically a a motion picture. And, And the soundtrack, when it plays, instantly, it's amazing how it does this, by the way. It's amazing. Yeah, I got so many thoughts about soundtracks because soundtracks done correctly, inspired and creative using the faculties that we have, even if you've never heard it before, it'll inspire the emotion intended to inspire. A soundtrack before the movie even begins can sometimes make you feel exactly what the show wants you to feel. You know, I always tell my wife, you know, when you're watching a scary scene in a movie or whatnot, just hit mute and watch it. It automatically turns into a comedy. Turn the sound off and just watch. You're like, that is the silliest thing I've ever seen. Put the music back on, you're scared of your britches. Soundtracks make all the difference. This is my sermon concept today. I want you to consider choosing your channel. What do you listen to? What's running through your mind? I want you to turn on your song, your jam. You know, my sons and I, we we got into a discussion about this service, and we were talking about great singers, you are really, really, I'm not talking about the auto-tune, you know, all the, the, the fancy stuff. I'm talking about truly great singers like John Legend, Leslie Odom Jr., uh, Adam Levine, Jason Mraz. I mean, ones that when they sing, you're just like, whew, they could do something, right? I want you to listen to these, these songs for a second. These are the soundtracks of life. They each have emotions. You'll recognize them right away. You can even say them out loud if you want, as they're playing. But I want you to think about the emotion. The soundtracks of life, there's gonna be music playing and sound and it will evoke instant emotion when you hear it. Uh, Are we ready? Still no sound. There we go. Little louder. There's hope with this song. Everything's gonna be okay. You hear this music and instantly everything's fine. Help is here. Don't worry, don't you feel so good? Superman. How about this song? You feel intrigued? You feel like some action? How about a little romance? A little espionage? Fast cars Cool gadgets Instantly your mind goes there I am a champion Just hear it I can do this Whatever you put in front of me now Chuck I'm going to do I don't care what it is I can do anything I can literally do anything right now and everyone here feels the same thing. I don't even mean, know if you see, even if you didn't see Rocky. You're feeling it right now. There's no quitting me, no shortcut home. Uh-uh. How about this one? About to do something amazing. What is it? Ah! Uh, oh yes, yes, I can do this. My life is all of a sudden interesting. This is Indiana Jones. From boring to exciting. I am way better than anyone says I am. But how about this one? You are a hero. Save the world! Don't you feel like you can save the world right now? The force is with you, brother Chuck. The force is with you, brother. It is with you. You can do all these things. Evil certainly will not prevail. the soundtrack of life. Don't be scared. No one quiver. That's a cassette tape. I don't know if my children know what this is. Lance, do you know what that is? Do you have any idea how that works? Have you ever stuck a pencil in there and spun it? Or an eraser on, yeah, never mind. We've all done these things. That is a cassette tape. And as I'm playing these songs, these soundtracks, it begins to get all these emotions and it it, it maybe rush you back to the 80s. All those songs were from that time. It rush you back to that time or even before. And you may recall, wow, there's another set of music that ushers in emotion. It was the infamous mixtape now, you remember these, right? These are the, the cassette tapes you put in and you started dubbing your songs on, your love songs for your special someone. And it went both both ways, male and female. You, know, you would make this song and you'd create it for Valentine's Day for your wife. Which, by the way, somehow, someway, I messed up again. I mean, I, I preached the message. I told you how to do it. I had the card. Insufficient insufficient. Apparently when you preach a message about Valentine's Day, you better do better than all the other husbands in the sanctuary. I did not. I'm working on it. Next year will be far better. Please, someone remind me. Pastor Chris said he would help me. I need to do far better than the card. Hopefully the cards worked out for you guys for Valentine's Day. Amen. Mixtape. Here's the thing about mixtape. It's never enough to just do one song on the mixtape, right? You always had to do multiple songs, two, three, four songs, all love songs, all that created a distinct emotion. I want to play a few more songs for you. And I want you to listen. I want you to pick up the mood. I want you to pick up the instruments as we play these songs. One more time, the soundtracks of life. This time, the mixtape. There's a mood here. The flute. That makes you feel good, right? Just all of a sudden, you feel warm inside. The strings, the keys, the bass. Love is in the air. Something's in the air. We keep having babies everywhere. Something's in the air. Someone is by my side. You just feel like you're not alone. You feel together with someone. It feels Take those same instruments and I want to change the speed of them. I want to remove one instrument. Now, what do you feel? Not what you would want on a mixtape. Tempos changed, feelings changed, instruments the same. missing from this music than all that music that we heard before something distinct is missing because this music is riling up a different emotion in me a different emotion in all of you i guarantee you didn't expect to come to church and hear this in the background that's me i like to do stuff different every time every day every service i'll figure it out i'll get it right eventually and i'll stick to it but until i do i'm going to keep trying new things You see, there's a constant refrain going on in these musical scores. There are familiar notes being played. But notice the same familiar notes, the same familiar instruments, played one way is the soundtrack to Titanic. Played another way, without a few instruments, with the speed changed a little bit, is the soundtrack to a horror movie. Do you see, this is what's going on in the spiritual realm. This is what's going on in our minds. And now I want to take you back to Scripture. This picture is the picture of Jesus Christ being baptized. This is the story in Matthew chapter 3, the beginning of his ministry. This is before Jesus did any miracles, before Jesus was followed by thousands, before he walked on water, before he... You he healed the leper, healed the paralytic. Before any of that, he came to get baptized. And look, it was a glorious scene the Bible talks about. John the Baptist baptizes him in water, and literally the heavens open up. You know, I'm, I got to pause here for a second. When I was a youth pastor, I got it all the time. Hey, I'll believe in God. If God takes the roof off this building, shows me his face, and says, I am God. Yeah, I thought about that for a long time, because I thought to myself, if it would really work, I'll pray for it. And after a while, praying for it, praying for it, the Lord reminded me of this scripture. And so I'm reminding all of you, the Lord literally opened the heavens and stuck out of it and started screaming at us. Did it work? Did the whole world believe in him? No, just as many still reject him. Even people that were there seeing it rejected him. He opened up the heavens, he looked down and said, this is my beloved son, who I am well pleased. It's an amazing piece of theology, of scripture, of story. It's it's complete with everything. It's the basis of what we believe in the Trinity. You have the, the son of God here on earth. You have the heavenly father in the heavens and you have the Holy Spirit moving between the two. All three, all God. We go through this scripture and we see that God loves Jesus before he did anything. And God loves you before you start your ministry, before you do all the great works that you are aimed to do, even in the midst of your mistakes, God loves you. Do you understand, church? Amen. So in this story, something really dramatic happens, and I'm not talking about the dove or God's voice. You see, in the olden days, they didn't have chapter 3, chapter 4. So if you keep reading, this story goes from this picture of this glorious episode to this picture of this dark and scary moment. This is what happens right after, and I mean the verse, right after the baptism of Jesus. It says, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time the devil said to him. Now you remember how this goes, right? Look, before I get into the scripture, I need to remind you this. God prepared Jesus for this moment. God poured into Jesus literally for this moment. When God pours into you, and you guys know when he does that, each one of you can say, this is a moment where God is squarely focused on me. He is pouring into me. He is blessing me. He is speaking to me. He is changing me. He is dousing me in his grace. In those moments, consider that he may very well be preparing you for the very next moment when Satan will come to you. And here's a classic example. And by the way, get this straight. If Satan's going to come to Jesus after God filled him up, make no mistake that he's coming after you after God filled you up. You are not immune to temptation. You are not immune to Satan's antics. I love the verse that says that that. That God will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can handle. It, you know, it should be preceded, and there's all sorts of verses before but it, but it really talks about how God is pouring into you and preparing you for that moment. Why? You know, I now look at temptation very differently. I, I look at it very differently. You see, everyone was tempted. Adam was tempted. Adam was tempted. My wife and I had this long story about whose fault was it, Adam or Eve? And, you know, it was interesting what she said. I'll get into that another day. You know, Adam was tempted, and then Jesus was tempted. We are tempted. None of us are immune to temptation. So I thought about that a little bit more as I think about this, what's going on in our lives, in our minds, in our country. As I think about that, I realized that, at least in those cases that I described, God had a purpose. He had a plan. He had something he wanted to do, and temptation was to thwart that very purpose. It's as if Satan says, if you want to accomplish that, let me tempt him, just like we see in Job, and we'll see what happens. And God wants to see you respond, and often is the case when you are tempted, it is because God is attempting to do something truly awesome in your life. And you are prepared for that, and he is seeing in the final test, are you ready? Do we succumb to temptation? Or do we not? Get this in your head. You know, men and women, as we go through life, even the small temptations in our life, when we struggle through them, I want you not to think about them as, oh, no, here we go again. Oh, no, what am I going to do? Oh, no, Satan's coming after me. And approach it very differently. Approach it like Jesus and step forward and say, God's got something for me. God's about to do something. I am prepared for this. Do you follow me, church? It's a constant refrain. It's a familiar note. What do I mean by that? Here's what it says. It says, Satan approached Jesus and said, if you are the son of God, then do this. Then he said, if you are the son of God, then do this. It sounds familiar, doesn't it? It sounds like what we heard before. But it's not exactly the same. It's not exactly the same. You see, let's go back and look at the scripture You see, God said something very clear. He said it very clear. This is my beloved son. Satan left out the love. Satan removed the love. Satan dismissed the love. He got the son of God part right. He got the theology, the Christianity, the headspace. He got that right. You're the Son of God. Do this. You're the Son of God. Do that. Right? It's if and then. It's law and order. Follow it. You see, that is not what scripture is about. We've talked about it over and over. Law and then grace. Grace is love. Grace is New Testament. Jesus Christ came to bring grace and that love. And yet Satan refused to accept it. He would not call the Son of God the beloved. He would not call the Son of God love. He removed it, yet used the same words. Oh, you're the son of God. Literally, by removing the love, you take the love story and turn it into a horror soundtrack. Jesus sitting there being whispered by Satan. If you're the son of God, if you're the son of God, Satan whispered to you, if you're a Christian, if you're a man of God, if you're you're really good, then you would do this. You would do that. You see, remind him, a Christian, a man of God, a woman of God? No, Satan. I am loved by God. That is where it all starts. You are loved by God. And see, temptation cannot be successful when you know you're loved. Temptation cannot be successful when you know you're loved are children, our teenagers, when they do not feel love, they find it elsewhere and they give in to the sin of this world. Our men and our boys, when they do not feel loved by their fathers, by their mothers, they fall ill to the temptations of this world. This is why we have abortions and gun shootings. As Chad pointed out, we are missing the love God pulled out of our schools is an absence of love. God pulled out of our marriage is an absence of love. God pulled out of our churches is an absence of love. And if you attempt to get through your life and fight temptation without love, good luck. Adam and Eve failed miserably. And as my wife and I's conversation would go on, we often fail miserably in the face of temptation. And the times that we do succeed, and as we get older and wiser, we realize that God loves us and will give us the strength to get through it. You can choose your song. You can choose your channel. What love song are you playing in your head? What song are you playing in your mind? What is God saying to you? What is Satan saying to you? And what do you choose to listen to? Are you following me, church? Let me make it very clear, and then I have an illustration that I think will make it even more clear. There was a time when this world and this earth we had authority over. It didn't last long. He gave ultimate authority of this planet to a man called Adam. He said, name the beings, name the animals, name the fowl, the earth, name this planet is yours and you have all authority over it. And in one sweeping motion of temptation and sin, where did the authority go? Well, it went to a creature called Satan who roams this planet, tempting us, Struggling with us, battling us. How do I know that? Well, it says it right here. Once I get into verse 10 of Matthew, it says, Next the devil took him to the peak of the very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and says, I will give it to you. We turned over our authority because of our sin, but you see Christ in that moment, in the moments to follow and through his death, took back the authority of this planet. Do you understand that through him we have all authority to tune him out, to tune Satan out? We have all authority to take control over our lives, to take control over our minds, to take control over the anthem that is playing on in our head, church. Are you following me today? You need to hear what God is saying to you, not what the world or Satan or news or Facebook is saying. Do I have an amen? God is good and all the time Amen. Satan tempted Jesus with the same thing possessions, power provision, pride but Christ restored all of that as a human being he endured exactly what we endured and through the love of God he remembered the moment that God opened the heavens 40 days earlier and said I love you son I'm remembered of the scripture that says, I have given all authority from heaven and earth unto Jesus. It says, All things have been handed over to my Son by the Father. My point to you, church, is Jesus Christ will change your life. He will change what's going on in your head, He will change your outlook. Will you join me? Maybe you're not exactly understanding what I'm saying, and maybe it's too abstract. So I attempt this morning to do it in a way that there'll be no doubt. I want you to think about your soundtrack in your life. I want you to think about what's going on in your head. I want you to think about what plays when you wake up in the morning, when you go to work. Jeff is going to represent my cassette tape player. A cassette tape player, you guys know what those are? Lance, that's when you hit play, and one of those tapes will play sound from it. It's amazing. And then you can hit pause and stop playing again. This is often the soundtrack playing in our lives. Play.
0: You are not good enough. You cannot do this. You will be discovered as a fraud. Your faith is fake. You cannot provide for them. You are a selfish person. You are not smart enough. Pause. You ever thought these things?
1: Ever come to mind? You ever hear them in the course of the day? Maybe people say these out loud to you. Maybe Satan is bringing people through the means of Facebook, test message, social media, or letters, or otherwise, and saying some of these things. Maybe you agree with them. Play.
0: Today will be too difficult. They don't like you. They just... Put up with you. You have nothing to offer. You are lazy. Your job is a dead end. You make terrible decisions. Pause. Do you want to keep hearing this?
1: Did you think you would come to church and hear a horror story and then hear this type of negativity? You see, church. I can preach and preach, and I can get louder, and I can bang my hand, and I can talk in all sorts of fancy ways that would make your head spin. But the reality is, is in the minds of most of you is a sermon, is a song going that I cannot get through to because of the noise of what's going on in our heads. Often is the case, we think these things and never want to say them out loud. We never want to agree that this is happening in our minds. Play.
0: You do not have enough money. You have been forgotten. This is just too hard. You should quit. No one loves you. Many of you have
1: heard of self-help, the little books on an audio or, you know, these things you can listen to to encourage you. Satan is doing this every day when you wake up, and that song is playing as a constant refrain. Now, here's what's interesting. I can use those same words, just like those same instruments. I can add a little love to them. It will change the meaning. It will change the purpose. It will change your outcome. Take any of those comments and put them up in front of the temptation you're facing and you will fail. And if you don't think Satan knows that, check again. Now, take the same temptation and roll the same words but with a little bit of love. And let's see if this anthem would be more pleasing to you.
0: I believe in you. With my help, you can do this. You can do all things through me. I will give you a measure these are scriptures. of faith, a strong measure. I will withhold no blessing from you.
1: God wants to build you I up. I will care for you.
0: I have a plan God for you. God is saying
1: these things a to plan you, to plan you to prosper. all day long.
0: Today will be full day. of grace. They see a person filled with hope. Do you hear them? They want what you have inside. You are filled with the fruits of the spirit.
1: Can you feel it?
0: You are my amazing creation. You will have the favor of men. Trust in me, I will make your path straight. Mm -hmm. I will guide and I will provide. You are loved always and forever. Your heavenly Father adores you. I will never leave you or quit on you. Your savior died just for you.
1: Now church, wouldn't you rather hear this in your mind? I'm telling you today that you can choose your channel You have authority over your mind, over your life, over your situation. That authority comes by the grace of Jesus Christ, the God who is love. Remove that, and you'll be left with this. Insert that, and you'll be blessed with this. Are you following me, church? Satan knew it when he tempted Jesus Christ, and he knows it now even more. Jesus tells us that we are seen, we're known, and we're loved. Satan wants to tell us we're seen, we're known, and we're hated. And church, it gets a little more confusing, though. That was plain. But we live in the 21st century. We live in a time and an era where it's very confusing, where we are in sensory overload, where multitasking is a natural reaction, where multimedia where news feeds, where news flashes, where snippets of information are consumed so fast, our brains process very differently. So Satan has improved his game. Instead of waiting at night to say those things when you're quiet in bed, instead of waiting when you're at work to say those things when you're in front of your boss, instead of doing those things in silo, which is the way he used to do it, things have changed. And your mind, your mind may now sound more like this.
0: You are not good enough. I believe in you. You cannot do with this. With my help, you can do this. You will be discovered as a do fraud. You things through me. Your faith is faith. Are you following church? You cannot a provide for all all them. no blessing from you. All you are noise. a selfish person. This is us
1: as Christians. You are not smart enough. Sometimes you, you feel that way. Today sometimes will be you too difficult. What do
0: you do? They don't like I'm a Christian. They just put up with you. right. I'm reading
1: my Bible. You have nothing to offer.
0: I can't stop here. you. are lazy. It won't go away. Your job is dead What do I do? How can I get through you? okay keep your path straight yeah
1: stressful i know it is and this is what i deal with week after week in my pastor's office counseling you see it's not what's going on in your life church satan's got a new plan if we come up with it if we come up with a strategy to defeat it there'll be another one tomorrow you see at the end of the day the reality is, is god loves you and with that strength, it's no different than my daughter. With my daughter, during a service or, or at home, when she runs up to her father and feels loved, she doesn't want to separate. She doesn't want to go away. She's not drawn by anything else. When my sons feel their love of their father, they don't want to go out and, and act out or impress me some other way. They feel love. and they feel the pride at home. Do you see, if you can get into your spirit that you were loved, you will only hear the constant refrain play.
0: I will guide and I will provide. You are loved always of the Holy and forever. Spirit. Your Heavenly Father over. adores you. And over. I will never leave you or and quit over. you. Your Savior died just for you.
1: And over again. Thank you, guys. What does this have to do with you? Well, in talking to the pastors and praying about this, I've discovered something. I've discovered that most of you forget everything I say. And I mean everything. And this is not just on you, I do too. We say a lot, I say a lot, I use a lot of words. But look, every week I meet with the pastors, I, I, I stay in my study, and I rack my brain after I finish these sermons. And I rack my brain and try to think of how can I make you remember it? Uh, A story, uh, a video, uh, uh, a play, a word. In this case, choose your channel. Something to make you remember. And I sometimes worry. I get home at night or the day after or even 10 minutes when I leave church here and 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 I get into the car and I say, Honey, what was the main point of my sermon? I don't know. And I say to myself, that's a failure on my part. It's a failure for me not to make the message clear. It's failure if you don't understand what I'm saying. And then I wonder if the success of the church is based on my ability to go home and think of the most memorable possible way for you to receive God's word. If that was the case, there would be an awful lot of onus on me. I would be considered pretty important in the kingdom of heaven. I would be adding and augmenting to God's word, none of which is true. Do you understand? Their onus is not on me. It is not on me. If God loves you so much and you feel this love, do you hug on him like my daughter does? Do you spend time with him like my sons do? Do you want to take time out of your entertainment schedule to spend time with God? Do you feel it? To the point where it attracts you and draws you i have homework for you today you see on our website here it is we made a conscious decision not to do a lot of glitz and glamour this website is not here to attract new visitors we're not ready for new visitors church we are still building up our ministries and our congregation and our strength and one area that we decide to focus on on our website is just our messages our points And how many times have you gone home and listened to the message you just heard to? Now, you don't have to raise your hand too much because the website tracks it. Let's see. Last week, no one listened to it. The week before, five people listened to it. The week before, three people listened to it. And before any of you get excited, my kids count as two because they always listen to it. My son and my daughter, always. So there's not a lot of people listening to it, and that's okay. That's okay. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you What are you doing to reinforce what God is saying to you? What are you doing to block out the noise? Like that beeping. Like what are you doing to block it out? What are you doing? Are you just trying to go through life and hope the refrain of God's service, of his message, of his word is somehow mixed in with what's going on in life and you're somehow not going to be confused or stressed out? No. Take some time. Study God's word. We put the messages up there. Download them. Listen to them on your phone. Listen to them on your computer. Listen to them on your iPad. Listen to the message again. Take notes. There are people in our service who take notes and say, how will this apply to me? What is God saying to me? How can I share this with someone else? Do you see, church? God is trying to repeat the refrain in your mind that he loves you, and he's trying to get it to settle into your soul so that's all that you hear. This is why we listen to worship music. This is why we build our spirits up. This is why we set a mood a certain way to drown out the noise of life and to pump up the refrain of Christ. So as we close here, church, I want to leave you with a couple verses to get you excited. If you turn on this message and you're listening to it now and you missed everything that was said before, you can hear God's word without Pastor Sean and you can say, now that is something to get excited about. For Jeremiah 29, verse 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. God believes in you. He knows the future. He controls the universe. He is leading you. Will you follow him? For I know the plans I have for you. Let it get into your soul. Write it on your walls. Write it on your phone. If you have to, write it on your skin. I don't care. Just repeat it over and over and over. That is why the scriptures say, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weakness, in my insults and hardships. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Do you see the verse says before this that my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. When you fall short, when you feel inadequate, his love will fill you to allow you to achieve a strength that was impossible without the warmth of his embrace. When you are weak, he makes you strong. And church, one of my favorite verses of all time, Luke 1:37, it says, With God, nothing. shall be impossible what are you facing today what sounds are in your mind what anthem is playing in your life God is saying nothing is impossible because why he'll open the heavens because why he'll show up at your doorstep because why because he loves you he gave his only begotten son who is well pleased up for you he's given up for you what would he possibly withhold from you now there's nothing in heaven he wouldn't give for you not even his only son church stand with me because you are seen today you are known today you are loved today lots see you some know you only few love you Will you listen to God's love song today?
0: We at Kingsway hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Sean. It was not by chance you listened to it. God is speaking to you. Visit kingswaycc.org to find the podcast from Pastor Sean. We pray today that this somehow inspired you to draw closer to God and to connect with His people, His purpose, and His power. God bless you.